The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. We've got a number, well, we had a number of discussions already this morning. Those continue. And as we usually do at this time, let's welcome to host Diabetes and You, President of the Diabetes Association of Trinidad and Tobago, Andrew Danu. Good afternoon. Welcome. Good afternoon, Satish. How are you doing? Uh, I could be better, but I'm here, so you know it. <laughs> um, listening to all the conversations, what do you have for us this afternoon? Well, well, I'm happy. I'm happy that you're here with me today. Yeah, 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 at least you've done a program well, in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least one of us have it, but it's okay. Let's we'll get it done. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I know you'll be relieved very soon. Mm-hmm. I know that. But, yes. but thanks so much for starting off the program. And um, we do have a very special program today because we have a, a a guest that has been working with us at the Diabetes Association for quite some time, mm-hmm. Dr. Ronnie Bolo. And I've introduced him in a while, but as we usually do, um, I like to start with what's going on at the association. Um, and... and um, we're leading up to we're leading up to World Diabetes Day, and November, of course, is Diabetes Awareness Month. Um, November fourteenth is World Diabetes Awareness Month, and we are about to launch our activities, which are coming up. I'm just trying to pull them up now. Um, so, so we have a lot of activities throughout the month, and of course, we're starting with fundraisers. Uh, we have two specific fundraisers. One is called Ride That, one is called Run That. Um, it used to be together, and this year we decided to split it up um, because the Ride That, of course, it's a cycling event, a fun cycling ride um, from Shogonas through, through Shogonas, through Kuva and back. Um, and it's for, for us to raise funds for our CGM project, our Continuous Glucose Monitor project. And we would have been... Um, talking about CGMs on this program for quite some time. Uh, and we did launch it a week ago. And we are trying to raise funds to get these continuous glucose monitors for 150 children with type 1 diabetes. So the CGM, the, the right that is to raise funds for that. Then we have, of course, run that, which is our 5K. And this is the third year that we're doing the 5K. Um, it's going to be at the Shogonas Borough Corporation, again, under the patronage of the mayor of Shogonas. Um, and of course, with our with our sponsor, Tattle and Tattle Life, we would have we 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 aiming to have fifteen hundred persons this year. So it's going to be launched on Monday. So that race is going to be launched on Monday. So look out for that. Uh, the medal is going to be one of a kind. And some persons, um, I'm not going to let too much out here, but the medal is going to be one of a kind. And you don't want to miss this race. All of the goodies, all of the activities that you're going to 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 participate in or get when you participate when you attend um, run that. And of course it's run and walk. So there's a walking activity as well. In November, we are also going to be doing activities in schools. So we want to launch our secondary school debate competition. Uh, we would have activated our six formers with our six form internship recently. And then we also had our um, primary schoolers with, with, with the diabetes school quiz. So we want to engage in lower forms in, 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 in secondary schools. So probably um, the standard, the form threes and fours, engage them in a health debate. So that's going to be launched very soon as well with the, the final on November 14th. Um, of course, we have our symposium on November 18th and on November 14th, which is World Diabetes Day, 
that's going to be on National Day of Outreach. So we're going to be doing activities, testing and educational um, activities throughout the country, across Trinidad and Tobago. So look out for all of those activities in November. Um, before November, of course, we're going to be recruiting more volunteers. And I know a lot of persons want to volunteer with the association. Um, we need a lot more especially for November with all of the activities that are coming up. So we're looking for 25 persons. We could only take 25 right now. And we're going to be putting out a call very soon because next week we're going to have an orientation session to onboard 25 new volunteers. Um, so look out for that and look out, follow our Instagram or our Facebook page and so on. Um, or give us a call at 607-3288. Um, and then, of course, you can... Um, you can... Uh, sign up to be a volunteer at the association. The last thing that I want to mention is our diabetic eye screening program. And we continue to do diabetes eye screening um, throughout the country with the Trinidad Eye Hospital. And again, that's what we're going to be talking today with Dr. Bola. Um, but we are continuing on um, this month. And if it is that you would like, if it is that you're living with diabetes, you have not had your eye screened this year, um, please give us a call at 607 3288 this month we are at Trigonus. so this friday actually tomorrow we are Trigonus, but we, we, we're booked up then we on the 19th we will be in belmont on the 22nd we'll be in plummeton on the 26th we'll be in woodland and the 29th we'll be in saint augustine right so uh the team is go the team um will be there doing eye screening and if you are living around those areas if you can get to those areas give us a call at 607-3288 and then you can get your free diabetic eye screening so let's go straight into this and i want to introduce our guest uh dr ronnie bola and dr bola is the ceo and eye eye surgeon at the caribbean vitreous retina surgery limited which is cvrs and the chairman of the Trinidad and Tobago Eye Hospital. I want to just tell the listeners a little bit about Dr. Bola. Um, he's really an accomplished um, ophthalmologist, uh, and he has extensive training and experience uh, in the field. He specializes in retina surgery and holds uh, prestigious qualifications from, um, from United Kingdom institutions. Uh, Dr. Bola has performed thousands of surgeries and is actively involved in the ophthalmological sorry ophthalmological society and academical and other academic roles um his passion for research is evident through his numerous publications and conference presentations and he's also a very highly praised um doctor by his patients uh i want to welcome to diabetes and you dr ronnie bola thanks dr bola Thanks, all, thanks a lot, Andrew. Thanks for having me. I, it's a real pleasure to be here and to talk. And, you know, what, what you've been able to achieve with the Diabetes Association and also all the things that you have planned, the very innovative, uh, very um, wonderful ideas for engaging not only the people who have diabetes, but the people who really in the schools and, you know, who can educate others, teach others, help their their, their relatives to, to live better lives and control their diabetes. So thank you for having me. And thanks so much for taking up the invitation. And, and we're really happy to have you here because, uh, I mean, eye surgery and eye care 
I think Dr. Bola, as in the name Dr. Bola, has been synonymous with eye surgery and eye care in Trinidad and Tobago now. And a lot of persons do praise you. And that this is really the reason why we do work with the, the, the Trinidad Hospital or the Diabetes Association. So I, I'm, I'm really grateful for that partnership that we have shared for the last few years. Um, but let's set the stage for, for all listeners, uh, Dr. Bola. And we also are live on Facebook. And let's set, set the, the stage. Uh, can you explain a little bit about how diabetes affects the eyes? So the, um, the, the diabetes, when the blood sugar is fluctuating or, or high, it starts to affect the microvasculature. And these uh, small blood vessels in the kidneys, in the brain, and when we look at the eyes, we see the same thing happening in the small capillary of the retina. And what we see with those is the blood vessels start to get affected by the, the higher blood sugar levels by starting to leak and starting to have what we call exudates or, or, or yellow deposits within the retina. And we also start to see new blood vessels forming in the, in, in the back of the eye. And this leads to the hemorrhage or bleeding that most people would associate with, with diabetic eye changes in the eye, that, that hemorrhage that usually comes a little more later on. Yeah, yeah. And and so so Dr. Bola, we, we, we understand that um before we go we go into a little bit more and I know we need to take a little break in a in a short while. Uh, I guess let's take the break now and when we get back, we're gonna talk a little bit about um, what are some of the complications of, of, of well, how 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 do these eye diseases develop, and what are this, what are some some of the complications um, of the disease? And of course, we're going to talk about treatment, and we're also going to be opening the phone lines uh, to allow our listeners to to call in and ask some of their questions. Uh, so I know base is here. So base, let's take a short break, break, and um, when we get back, we're going to continue with Dr. Bola. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio, Freedom 106.5. All right, folks, Freedom 106.5 FM, 20 minutes after 12 o'clock. You're inside the session, Diabetes and You. Of course, our numbers are 627-3223-625-2257. We have Andrew Dano of the Diabetes Association of Trinidad and Tobago and his very special guest, ophthalmologist, our Dr. Ronnie Bola. So we're talking about diabetes and the eyes today all right back to you thanks base thanks base and, and yes so we are with dr boland we were chatting earlier before the break about how diabetes actually causes eye diseases um and and we're going to be talking some more about that today and i want um to, to to tell people out there of course if you do have a question please call us and we do have the expert here dr bola if you do have an issue with your eyes or you think you might be having an issue with your eyes you could ask calling in and access some advice. So we do have the, the specialist on the program today. So give us a call or send us a text message and we'll be happy to facilitate. But let's continue with the conversation, Dr. Bola. And we were chatting again about eye diseases, um, but how can your patients, so how can people with diabetes recognize uh, signs and symptoms of diabetic eye diseases? Yeah, so that's a good question. So once people have diabetes in the first instance they actually would be okay you know they wouldn't have much issues with the eyes in the early stages that first five years 
And, and that's where me and you um, feel that we could make a huge impact by, by our team teaming up and us doing the screening in those early years to pick up anything, you know? And, and I really think this is the key in, in, in saving eyes where, where um, me and your team and we be able to uh, screen. However, patients, a, a lot of people um, still in our population are unable to get access to screening. They're unable, I'm not aware that screening is, is really important. And then they develop signs of problems in the eyes because they have it for a little bit of time. And the, the, the disease process, that, that process that we were discussing before where the blood vessels in the eyes start to get a bit leaky, new blood vessels start to develop on the retina, and then they bleed a little bit or they leak a little bit into the retina. So diabetes affects the three areas in the eyes, and I will talk about them a little separately. We we started to talk about the, the retina, mm -hmm. which is the bit of fluid starting to build up in the retina in a specific area in the retina called the macula. When, when it starts to develop there, where you get fluid building up there, and if that starts to happen, and that really is a very common place for the fluid to build, the patients start to experience two symptoms. One is they start to notice the vision in that eye gets blurry and they, they blurry for everything. They blurry for reading, they blurry for driving, they blurry for watching TV, you know, lots of things in that eye. And also they notice when they look at something, it looks a different shape or size because it causes a bit of distortion in the vision. So they notice those two things when they start to develop the, the little bit of fluid in the retina. The other thing they um, start to notice when we think in a retina is when they've developed blood vessels, that those blood vessels produce a little bit of bleeding into the gel in the eye and the gel is in front of the retina. So mm -hmm. if they get the, the, the bleeding, then they get floaters, things in the gel that moves as the gel moves in front of the retina and it casts a shadow on the retina. So it produces this uh, floater-like effect and they mm -hmm. see it moving in the vision and they come in with that. If the bleed, if the bleed is um, little cells, you know, the little red blood cells, then they think it's like a shower mm -hmm. of, of, of dust in the eye. So they come in sometimes and say that shower dust I see, you know, trying to move the dust, but I can't get the dust out. Mm -hmm. Or they, they come in and say, I see a little, like flies or, or cobwebs in the vision, then it's like, a little bit of clumping of the red blood cells and they, they, they notice it. The other area they might get a problem with is the lens. So what happens with diabetes or diabetics is that the blood sugar fluctuates and it affects the water content within the lens. So if the lens swells a little bit as the blood sugar goes up, then the focusing of the eye go, goes off a little bit. And when the blood sugar settles, it returns to normal. So they, they come in and they, they say, you know, the vision is sometimes good and then sometimes blurry. And, you know, when they come in with that sort of symptoms, you're thinking, oh, I, I wonder if they just their control of their diabetic um, state is, is just fluctuating, which means they don't, they don't have the right mixture of medication and diet, you know, mm -hmm. to control the blood sugar at mm -hmm. one level. It keeps going up and down. 
and that causing the fluctuating uh, vision. Um, and eventually, if that continues, they, they eventually get a cataract forming that really causes not intermittent blur, but now reduced blur for everything. And, and that means they've kind of progressed to develop a, an opacity within the lens that blocking the light from getting to the back of the eye, the retina. The third thing that they, they, they will get if, they, if the diabetes keep going and keep going is the new blood vessels that bleed in the retina could develop in the front of the eye, which is in the drainage system in the front, and clog that drainage system up. And then the eye pressures go up because you're not draining the fluid out the eye in, in a normal way. Mm -hmm. There's like a sink and the sink gets clogged up, you know, you, you get a backup and a lot of water collecting in the sink. The same thing happens in the eye. And if that happens in the eye, the pressure in the eye goes up and you get glaucoma. So those three things could happen in, in mm -hmm. diabetics. Mm -hmm. I, I really like that explanation, Dr. Bola. You, you really put it and kind of linked everything together. Those three main diseases, diabetic retinopathy, um, cataract, glaucoma, the three main eye diseases we often see in people with diabetes. Um, so I really like that explanation. And the next question I do have for you is, are these things preventable? And and and, and should, um, or, or rather, why is it important for us to detect these diseases or, 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 or the precursors to these diseases? Yeah, you know, that is the key, I think, to, to everything. Is it preventable? Can we reduce these complications or problems from happening and we have good evidence that the answer to that is a big yes if we do the screening and we able to screen the majority of our population then we would be able to prevent uh, diseases uh, uh, quite significantly and the data that is really some of the best data that we have showing that is from the uk and the UK started their diabetic screening program about 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. And and they were able to reduce the complications of diabetes, that is bleeding in the eyes, swelling in the retina, cataract formation, glaucoma, from 15% in the diabetic population to two to three percent within the diabetic population. So we wow. know that if we if we're able to screen our population in Trinidad. And that's why me and Andrew, you know, we're so passionate about this diabetic screening is, is we know we could transform lives mm -hmm. of, of people, you know, mm -hmm. and the thing with diabetes is it affects people in their working years. So people like me and you, um, imagine if we had, you know, vision problems, how, how it would affect our quality of life. So we know that we could make an impact on the, on the working population. The economics of the country will be improved. So diabetic screening, if we able to screen the majority of diabetics in this country, we, we could really make a significant impact. And the thing is we have a high level of diabetics in the country. You know, we have over a hundred thousand diabetics for sure. We think in more it's 200,000, but we know if we could screen a hundred thousand people, I mean, how amazing that would be. Yeah. for us to be able to see in our lifetime that we were able to achieve that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and I mean, it's free. We're doing it for free and, and people, <laughs> and we're going to you, we, we're coming to you. As I said, we're in Plummerton, we're in um, St. Augustine, we're in Shagonas tomorrow. 
So we're going to use throughout the country. So take advantage of it. Uh, Dr. Bola, I know we have a few questions from our listeners. So Bas, can you um, share those questions? All right, cool. We did have some questions uh, on the WhatsApp and some people were trying to call while Dr. Bola was talking, but I didn't want to interrupt. So you can feel free to call right now at 627-3223-625-2257. We want your questions in there. All right, so first question. If someone's eyes are bleeding, what can be done besides having to take injections? <laughs> I, I like the question. Uh, you see, uh, you know, I, I had to say something uh, before I answered. And one is the injections. I, I could understand. You could imagine somebody coming with a needle by your eye. You know, even I think of that as being such a mentally traumatic uh, thought, you know. So I could understand the fear of people, you know, having these injections in the eye um, because the thought of it is so mind-boggling. But the, 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 the truth about these injections is that it is, we numb the eye. So people really, um, they don't feel these, these things. It might feel bad or sound bad, but the truth is it's, it's not painful at all to talk about. And we usually talk into you and kind of distract you and then we just get it done, you know. Mm -hmm. So people wonder, did I get anything, you know, so... It's not something to be that worried about because of the way we do it and the amount we have to do it, you know, to, to work. Right. Yes, there are other options other than injections. So some, um, remember, people bleed in different amounts and have other things going on with the retina. I mean, we talk about bleeding and swelling, but there's another thing that happened in diabetics, and that is something called a retinal detachment. So if we see a patient who had a hemorrhage and they had nothing in the retina, the option would be to clear up the blood. And we usually do that by using the injections in, in the initial period, which shuts down any chance of any further bleeding. And then the, that blood just gets reabsorbed by the body over time, usually a few months. Once that bleeding goes, we, we use laser treatment to the retina which is similar to, it works similar to the injections by shutting down the drivers for more blood, more new vessels forming and more bleeding, uh, but gives you much more long-term benefit. So we may have to use the injections in the initial period, but don't worry. In, in diabetic uh, conditions of the eye, like the bleeding, we're usually able to not have you to have these injections forever. We, we usually give you the laser, and that usually stops it. Um, however, sometimes people still a little bit naughty and they still continue eating and not exercising, <laughs> as Andrew would know. And then we have to, we have more hemorrhage coming and then we have to kind of manage that. A, a good option, if I see somebody having a bleed and then we try the injections and the laser and we're not getting success, is I go in with surgery and I clean the eyes out really well. And, and that works really good in the early stages of if you get a little bleed in the eyes. And, and surgery is very good for long term. It means you don't have to keep coming to the clinic, getting injections and whatever. So we tend to make a decision based on how much it's bleeding and, and, then, and, and then work from there if there's any other pathology and then we have to think of mm -hmm. doing surgery. Yeah. And Dr. Bola, I think we have, a, we have a phone call. We have a um, couple of phone calls. Well, let's take a first one. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Dr. Bola. Um, Hi, good afternoon. I, I have managed to overcome my eye issues except for a cataract that is developing, so I would want you to speak on that. But what I have found 
is that when I try to tell people what I have been doing, um, I get all kinds of pushback. How that got taste? <laughs> people ain't gonna want to do that, and all kinds of um, and this one say this and that one say that. But my program of being a sensible vegan is working well for me. And um, uh, what do you recommend along those uh, with regard to diet and that kind of thing? And um, you know, are people listening to you at all? I mean, you're a doctor. You know, people should ought to listen. Let, let, can you um, express on that, please? Thank you. Yeah, the, the issue of of um, of diet, and I mean, and this guy just kind of ring it home there. You know, he's been able to sort out his diabetic uh, control by the dietary route. And, and therefore, he prevented all the complications related to mm -hmm. diabetes in his eyes because he he, he recognized the importance of, of the diet. And I might bring Andrew in because Andrew has a lot of experience in, in yeah. advising people on diet. So, Andrew, mm -hmm. maybe you take this question about on yeah. the diet. Well, well I, I, I have answered the question <laughs> before. Uh, I know our caller um, from Kinal is one of our regulars. So I, I did express the sentiment that... Um, I mean, we advocate for balanced diets, uh, whether it's a balanced vegan diet, whether it's a balanced uh, diet that, in only, that includes meat or food from animals. Um, in terms of nutrition, having balance is important. Having the correct uh, levels of macro and micronutrients are important. And that could be a vegan or a, a, a other, any other diet. Um, so uh, I hope that that does answer the question, but I know we have a lot of other calls coming in, so let's take another one. Oh, hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon to the board of Dr. Bola. How are you doing, sir? I'm very good, thank you. Thanks for calling. I am. Um, I is a diabetic, but it is controlled because I just on the tablet. What happened to me, I had a retinal detachment. I happened to lose the left eye. I... Why, well, Dr. Bruno saved the right eye for me. Right? I'll say that with Dr. Bruno, Michel, although he will recommend me to you, Mr. Bula. And um, what, um, what happened now, the eyes diagnosed with glaucoma. I, I am at the eye clinic at San Grande Hospital. I am on three eye medication, ASAP, Savatan at night, and Omega. But sometimes I get up in the morning, the eyes will be bright and okay. But from the time that I start to use the eyes up, the, the eyes is gloomy for the whole day again. Uh, my question to you, Mr. Bula, is that um, there's anything that is in correcting measures could be done. I've never visited you because a patient with Dr. Bruno. I send a lot of patients by you, eh? I, you. You will not believe it. I recommend a lot of patients. I'm calling you from Quiet Beach. So, but um, I want to visit, so is there anywhere that the glaucoma thing? Because it's one eye I have and I don't want to lose it, you know. I'll, I'll okay, so. no, no, I have a little now. So I'm fighting to save it. I don't know how best you could explain anything mm. to me. Sir. All right, thank you very much, sir. Listen on the air. Yeah, I mean, he raised a really good point there. And um, as me and Andrew uh, was discussing before, what are the how does diabetes affect the eyes and, and this mm -hmm. guy had everything mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah he had the retinal detachment in one eye and then he ended up having cataract and now you have glaucoma in the other one so 
he's developed all the uh, complications related to diabetes in the eye and he seems to be doing okay he has this um, challenge where when he uses the drops the vision gets a bit blurry for the day and the, the truth is he's he's doing good because he's he's going to the grandy hospital and they keep maintaining him on 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 the drops and it, it all they could do is try and control the eye pressure uh, at this point in time so he has to continue with his drops and we just have to monitor his eye pressure in his his precious um only eye and mm-hmm. and it becomes a, what we call a precious eye so we have to look at that eye really closely ensure that the eye, eye pressure is well controlled and if it's not well controlled then we could do something the the eye um might be developing uh dryness on the surface because we're using so much drops and then that becomes a little bit of a problem because that affects the the vision clarity during the daytime so that may be the only thing that i think that we, we might be able to do a little bit for and monitor his eye pressures and if it comes to it then we do surgery to control the eye pressures controlling the eye pressures in in, in diabetics actually is not as bad as you think you know you might think it's harder to control it's not we usually put a valve in or something and and that works really well so i i think uh, just for the caller to know i think you, you're in the right place you're doing all the right things you're getting your eye pressures checked you're taking all your medication do not stop when you go to the eye clinic just tell them you know you're having this blurry vision um after you take the drops in the day for the whole day and they just need to look at the surface and see if you're getting a bit of dryness and they could do some lubrication on it. And that would be the best thing to do. Thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks for that, Dr. Bola. And uh, Bis, do you have another call? Yeah, man. More calls. Let's go. Hello. Good afternoon. Hi. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Just an engaging doctor's answer for, for a bit. Doc, is there a cure for diabetes? Hello? Well, we, no, we don't have a cure for diabetes as yet. Mm-hmm. As yet, I, I, I don't know if Andrew wants to expand on possibilities sure. that no. come and, in. Yeah. And the, other the other question I have is what is what is metformin and these um, medicines used for? Is this a suppression or is it, what 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 is it? Because um, if you look at the lifestyle of a typical American where they eat a lot of fried foods and burgers and and all the things that they're telling us in Trinidad not to eat. And the the rate of diabetes in America is way lower than us. Agreed? Not really. I, I don't think it's way lower than us. It's, 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 um, all right. The thing is, it's not, it's not a good way to compare. Uh, I, I, it's pretty high. In, in, in the states, it may be a little higher down here, but the thing is, we haven't been collecting data down here as we should. Um, so, so I don't think it's way lower, but it, it, it's comparable. It's around the same thing, uh, but uh, and again, because of the diet. But, but continue your point, Kola. All right, let's get some more yeah. questions here. Yeah. Right, good afternoon yeah. to Dr. Bola. Can you explain macular hole in the eye? Female, sixty-three years old. Yeah, so, so macular hole is, is usually not a condition caused by diabetes. We're we actually not sure why macular holes develop um, in, in most people we see it. What, what we think though, the pathophysiology of macular hole formation, we, the, the surgeons or doctors think that it is a condition that uh, develops because 
as eyes age, the gel in the eye or the vitreous humor pulls away from the retina as a normal change within the vitreous humor. And it's really firmly attached at three points. One is at the optic disc, one is at the fovea or the macula, and, and then at the periphery in, in the um, vitreous base. And it's its attachment to the fovea, which becomes a problem in, in macular hole um, development. As the vitreous pulls away from the retina, it pulls on the firm attachment of the fovea and pulls a little hole in the foveal area. We call that a macular hole when it develops. And some people get it, and most 90-something percent of people will never get this problem. So it's one of those rare things that we see that develops, you know, with a little bit of a hit and miss, as, as far as we as we know. If it develops, the option you have is, is either we do surgery on the eyes or we decide, well, you know, there is no other uh, treatment. We, there's no medical treatment for it at all. There's no injections, laser, or anything like that. It, it's surgical is the only option we have to manage macular holes. Macular hole surgery, the sooner we get in, uh, see the problem, deal with it, the more likely you are to recover some vision after the surgery. So if it's a macular hole and it's been there a long time, then surgery really doesn't work very well. So if you think you have that, it's a really good idea for you to come within the next month or two and let's have a look at it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for that, Dr. Bolo. Um, Bis, do we have any more calls on your line? We sure do. We question? sure do. Hello. Good afternoon. Welcome. Yes, yes gentlemen. I got caught up somehow. Right. So I was asking about metformin and these, these medicines that the doctor prescribes for, for, for diabetic patients. What does that actually do to a patient? Yeah. You you want to take that, Andrew? Sure. Um, sure. Um, so, so I think you had asked first if, if there's a cure for diabetes, and no, there's no known cure for diabetes, um, whether it's type 1 diabetes or type 2 diabetes. A lot of people tend to tell that they have cures. Um, I'm, I'm still waiting to get the proof that they do have these cures because these persons who've never went to medical school seem to have found the cures in their backyard. Um, so uh, there is no cure for diabetes. Uh, the, the most um, accomplished and, 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 um, and studied medical doctor and scientist in the world don't have a cure as yet. So we have ways to control diabetes. Um, of course, a cure may mean having an artificial pancreas, which we, we're, not, we're not there as yet, but we don't have any cure for diabetes. Um, so don't listen to anyone who tells you that they do have a cure. If they, if they do say that they have a cure, then they may not well, don't take them on. They may not be talking. May not know what they're talking about. The next is, of course, the medication. The medication is meant to help you control your diabetes. And I say help you control because it's not meant as the only way or, or the only intervention. A lot of persons in Trinidad and Tobago and throughout the world use medications as the only intervention. Uh, you take a medication. You take the metformin. You take whatever medications the doctor give you, and you do everything that you, you was doing before, you eat in the same way, you're not exercising, you're doing all the, all the things that caused you to develop diabetes, and then the medication doesn't work. Uh, medications are meant to supplement a healthy lifestyle with these non-communicable diseases. So what metformin actually does, it, it slows the, the rate of absorption of, of sugar from the gut. Um, one of the things it does, it does other things as well, but of course, it's going to delay how fast your blood sugar spikes. Um, 
it delays how fast um, your, your, your the blood sugar goes up. So therefore, your body could 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 handle the blood well the sugar load that comes in from the food that you eat. So that's one way metformin works. Um, so uh, again, just again, if it is that you are taking those medications, then it's meant to be used in tandem with a healthy diet and exercise. Yeah. All uh, right. So, so we have for, we have about four text messages there. Um, can sure. I can a person who had iridotomy use a normal eye wash or eye drops? Okay. Iridotomy is is where the iri part of it, the iri, is the iris, the colored bit in the eye. And iridotomy is when we make a little opening um, in the colored bit. And we usually do that in patients who have a risk of developing angle closure glaucoma. And that's when we do the iridotomies most of the time. We, we do it for other reasons too, but that's the most common cause. And usually we still have to keep you on eye drops because Although we perform the iridotomies, the pressure might still be a little bit up. We may need to use one or two eye drops still to control the pressure. And there is no um, contraindication to the use of eye drops if you had an iridotomy um, done to the eye. All right, another question. Can Dr. Bola speak on normal pressure glaucoma? So that's a... Uh, a a, a, a unique area yeah. um, it's been called many things it's been called low tension glaucoma it's been called normal tension glaucoma all means about the same thing what, what happens or what we think is happening in glaucoma is that whatever the pressure is that nerve in the eye we think is not doing well with that particular pressure and high pressure is very individualized. That is, the eye pressure for one individual might be okay, but that same eye pressure for another individual might be too high. So what we do in, in normal tension or low tension glaucoma is we lower the eye pressure from where it is to a lower value. And it's, you know, when we look at all the data and all the published uh, work, we usually try to lower that blood pressure that is the presenting pressure by about 25% to know that we, 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 that's our target. So we set a target blood eye pressure and then we use drops, we use lasers, we use anything else like surgery to get to that target eye pressure. And that's how we manage normal tension or low tension glaucoma. All right, great. Yeah. Now let let's say you um you, you say you're you're in denial of diabetes, or some people may not show any symptoms of diabetes except the eyes. They're getting problems with your eyes, and you go for a regular test by the eye doctor, the optometrist. Can the optometrist recommend, or will be able to know from the symptoms you're showing, recommend that you should take a um a, a, a diabetes test or a blood test or a sugar test or something? Yeah, I mean sometimes the presenting um, uh, patient, which is a patient who is not diabetic, or even if they're pre-diabetic, they, you know, they, they don't know, um, they, they usually, they could present to the eye um, professional, and usually it's their optometrist, and the optometrist seeing yeah, that, that same thing where they, they did the glasses test, and they realized that it, it just changes, you know, um, the refraction, and, and that's because the lens um, size is, is varying, so they're 
prescription keep changing. And then the opticians start to think, well, oh my gosh, you know, obviously this patient may be diabetic because they know from their studies that that's one of the signs of that, that diabetes. And they will refer that patient then to, to be checked for diabetes. The other thing that the optician might, might, might pick up is that the patient that comes when they look at the eyes because they could look at the eyes, they, they will look in the eyes and they will see changes within the small blood vessels that suggest that this patient may have early, early signs of diabetic retinopathy in the eye, and then they refer the patient for investigation for diabetes. So your, your healthcare professional could actually pick up some of the signs, and then you get diagnosed as having diabetes. All right, question here. Has there been any successful use of stem cells and restoration of vision? N not yet, not yet. We, we've had... Um, some studies on stem cells and and diabetes stem cells and macular degeneration stem cells and glaucoma, and we haven't been able to uh, be able to either replace um, retinal cells, nerve cells, or any other cells um, within that area of the eye successfully with, with stem cells or even other tissue, natural tissues. Or artificial tissues. The only part of the eye that we could really graft or or replace and with some success is is the cornea. The, the cornea seems to be a much uh, better place for grafting or or replacement. So we have corneal grafts, corneal um, transplants, and and that's done and and it's very successful. And one of the reasons corneal grafting is so successful is because it, it's a very immune protected area, the cornea. Because if you look at corneas, they have to be without blood vessels, devoid of vasculature. And if because they're devoid of vasculature, they, they, they are immune um, protected in a way because your immune system doesn't have as much access to your cornea as other parts of the body. So what you would find rejection rates for corneal transplants is, is much lower than other tissues in the body. And, and that's why I, 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 I think and I like corneal grafting to always be a, 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 a you know, we kind of lucky in a way that we could do that. But unfortunately, the other parts of the eye is much more difficult to do anything like that. All right. And our last question here. Hello, doctor. Is a macular, the same macular hole, the same as macular degeneration? No, no, they're two uh, different conditions. Macular degeneration uh, typically occurs in, in the Caucasian population. We see it in Trinidad here because we do have a sort of mixed um, group here. So what you would find is um, either the fair Indians um, from the north of India would get it, um, or um, because we had the French and the, the English and whatever mixed up with all the all our cultures, they, they, they would show some signs of it in the eyes, but it seems like the pigmented um, races offers protection because we have more pigment in the retina and actually in the deeper layer called the retinal pigment epithelium, that, that pigment protects our eyes from macular degeneration. But if we do have a little influence um, other than you know outside of that, then I do see it in a small number of, of the pigmented population but I see it also in the Caucasian population because we do have that here 
or if we have the uh, the North Indians um, population. And how they present is, is, is macular degeneration presents in two ways. It affects the small little cells in the macular area, the retinal pigment epithelial cells, and just in front of that, they get some deposits in the retina. And when we see it, they get a little distortion and a little reduced vision in the eyes, or they could present with fluid in the retina, which is an acute episode, which is called wet macular degeneration, and they require the injections to the eye just to really save the vision. So if you think you might have macular degeneration, we really need to you know, look and make sure you don't have the wet type because that m- m- demands urgent attention. Mm-hmm. And thanks for that response, Dr. Bolan. We, we're going to be taking a short break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to wrap up. Um, and I just want you to give some closing words and some advice to persons on taking care of their eyes. So basically, take a short break and, and we come back. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. All right, folks, we return to Diabetes and You as we get ready to wrap it up for today. Thanks, Beast. And again, we're here with Dr. Ronnie Bola from uh, Trinidad Eye Hospital. And we, we've been chatting a bit about uh, diabetic eye diseases, the causes of diabetic eye diseases. And of course, we had a lot of participation from our uh, listeners today. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that you all did call and send your text messages. And I hope that you did get your answers um, um, responded to uh, in the way that you wanted it. Uh, we will, of course, invite Dr. Bola on another time because I believe there's so much more to share and so many more questions um, from our listeners. Uh, but let's wrap up, Dr. Bolan. And I want you to just leave our listeners with a piece of advice or pieces of advice uh, on taking care of their eyes and what should they do to really protect their eyes and really um, maintain overall eye health. Yeah, I, I think um, some of it is kind of what we were talking about um, together. So I, I think this wrap up really is a little bit of body eyes, but a, a good bit about what Andrew has been talking about on this on this program. And I would say the advice is, is to individuals with diabetes in, in Trinidad is to prioritize your, your eye health and make sure you get regular eye screenings. And um, I, I just talking on Andrew's behalf here, blood sugar monitoring. Mm-hmm. So I, I love this 24-hour monitoring. I mean, that would just raise the bar, raise the game, and, and, get, and get us what we need. We don't want you controlled part of the day. We want you to control all the time. If not, you're going to get fluctuations in your, in your lens and cataract and other things. And adhere to, your, to the, the diabetic management plan, as Andrew was talking about when, when, we talk, when he talked about um, making sure you, you have your diet plan and you're sticking with your diet plan, you're getting your regular exercising. If you're smoking, that's a no. You can't be doing that. Adopt a healthy lifestyle. Very, very important if you're diabetic. Get your regular exercise. Alcohol consumption, you have to really, really reduce that or, or, or not do that at all would be my advice to you. And just stay informed about what's going on in the diabetic world. Because as Andrew is saying, there are lots of new innovative things coming to improve your ability to control this, this problem. And with that, I want to really uh, express our gratitude at the association and of course at Freedom 106.5 for um, you, Dr. Bola, for joining us today and sharing 
um, all of your wisdom, all of your knowledge with us. Uh, in closing, I just want to remind all listeners and everyone who would have called and messaged today, um, if you are living with diabetes, you should have your eyes screened annually. Um, we at the Diabetes Association, together with the Trinidad, and Trinidad Eye Hospital, um, we, are, we are doing eye screening for the rest of the month. And every week we are in a different location. This month, um, we are in Shugonas. That's tomorrow we are in Shugonas at the Diabetes Head Office. Uh, on the 19th, we are in Belmont. Um, on the 22nd, we are in Plummerton. On the 26th, we are in Woodland. And the 29th, we are in St. Augustine. Uh, if you are in any of those areas, give us a call at 607-3288. Uh, 607-3288, that's the Diabetes Association number. Give us a call, make your appointment, it's free, um, and you can come and get that diabetic eye exam and you can get screened and we can then, if you do have any of these conditions, we can have some early intervention for you to prevent blindness. So that's it for today, Base. That's it for Diabetes on You today. That's uh, fine. Great. We, we still have some calls coming in there, so you definitely have to bring um, Dr. Bullock back. We'll, we'll get him back. We'll yeah. get him back in. So thanks, anytime, please. Do have a good day. Thank you. Take care, guys. Wonderful Bye. session. All right, man. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5.